What is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. On today's episode, we have one of the most hilarious people on Instagram joining us. That person is Bob Mennery. If you don't know, Bob Mennery is an actor who has found fame in a squadron of loyal fans with his sportscaster routines, which include play-by-play parodies and a variety of other hilarious videos. Mennery is especially loved for his hilarious parodies and play-by-plays, and some of his most amazing viral content include what sports announcers are really thinking during big play videos. And Bob has been someone I've been following on Instagram for, I would say, over two years now. My brother, Cameron Adams, put me on to him, and I've just absolutely fallen in love with his content. He's hilarious. He will make you laugh. And his podcast, the Ripper Magoo podcast, is also one of my favorites. So that being said, make sure you screenshot this episode, share it on your Instagram story, tag me, tag Bob. And that being said, enjoy the show. Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. Today we have the one and only Bob Mennery. Thanks so much for coming on, my man. Thank you for having me. There's better people out there to choose from here. I don't know why you chose me. <laughs> so, Bob, I- I've been following you on Instagram for about over a year now, and you you make so many people laugh from your sports clips. But and for people that are tuning in, I'm sure they've seen your social media account. But can you give people a quick 30 seconds about what you do on social media? How do you describe it? I basically have just, in the day and age we live in now with social media, I kind of basically have my own TV channel, I guess, where I kind of create R-rated sports content, which basically I started this by what sports announcers want to say but can't. So I always had a good, I always had a good sports broadcasting voice. I always used to fuck with my buddies and whatnot with my voice, and I kind of carried it over to the internet, started to gain a little bit of momentum, and uh, you know, I, was, I think I was kind of one of the only people to do the – R-rated sports commentary, basically like if a, uh, you know, it's like a handoff up the middle and he gets like smoked like by a linebacker, instead of just being like tackled at the 50, I'm just like, well, he's fucking lit up at the 50. I just make it like R-rated. I don't know. Yeah. You, you know, you That's the best way it. I can fucking explain it. I have no idea. Still yeah, no got idea. it. So I'm curious, when did this all start when it comes to, you know, the social media, personal broadcasting? Because like I said before, I... I saw that, you know, you were always a comedian growing up, but when did the social media comedy start in your life? First off, my memory is so bad, but I think around like three, just over three years ago was when I went back to Boston after being in Los Angeles and failing miserably as an actor comedian, was working at a caddy at a country club. Uh, I went back to Boston and start, I first got discovered online basically by just sitting on a couch at two in the morning next to my buddy named David Justin. And he took out his phone, recorded me doing this play-by-play voice, and it kind of went viral kind of the next day. And then from there, my buddy's like, you ever heard of social media? You should start doing some stuff on there. So I think I already had Instagram, but I didn't use it that much. And I started putting on video game glitches to start, like doing voiceovers over video games. Like when, like, Deion Lewis runs into the end zone for a touchdown and he has no fucking head. Like, it's just missing because there's a glitch. I didn't know why the sports announcers were calling it, like, Deion Lewis scores a touchdown. Like, he has no fucking head. We have to acknowledge that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's when it kind of started about just over three and a half, three years ago. Very cool. So, so you go to L.A. for an acting career. You, you said you failed miserably. You go back. What was it in that four years that was going through your mind? I know that you said you were homeless. Like, what was that four years in your life? How did you live day to day? What were some of your goals before the social media thing sort of popped off? 
I was kind of partying way too much. I was like making a little bit of money caddying. See, caddying works never guaranteed. I mean, if it rains, you don't fucking work, you know? <laughs> so like, uh, you know, I was making money, but I was also had some really bad habits that I was doing. You know, I had like a little bit of a drug issue. I had a little bit of an alcohol issue and, you know, was, I hit, you know, rock bottom and, uh, not looking back there or ever going back there again. You know, I, I, I like to drink, but sometimes like I'll put on these little challenges like I'm doing right now, the 60 day, no drinking challenge okay. 51 days in. So I got nine more days to go. Quarantine? <laughs> uh, I know, dude, it's the hardest thing being through the quarantine. It's fucking tough. Yeah. Uh, but you know, man, I just like, I, I kind of forgot your question, but I, I was pretty rock bottom and just kind of decided to kind of just, uh, get my life together. I got lucky though. Like I, I was still like down and out applying for a job at a liquor store for $11 an hour, you know, at 28 years old and got really lucky. Like, somebody just happened to put a clip of mine online and it just happened to go viral. But after that, I worked my fucking ass off every single day when I got that second burst of energy yeah. and I haven't looked back since. And that's so fucking cool. So when you, I saw that clip of you sitting on the couch, right? Doing your little motto, do it for us real quick. If you don't mind, what was that clip that went viral? <laughs> I think the clip, the clip was like, good evening, everybody. I think it was, fuck, what was it on? It was, uh, it was, it was Brady. He said Brady. I was like, tonight it is Brady versus Aaron Rodgers here on ESPN. Bob Mentory here. It is uh, 75 degrees at Lambeau Field or something like that. I did some stupid yeah. voice. And, uh, yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. It was 2 in the morning. That's why I never, like, bash on people. They're like, you know, I was up till whatever partying and, like, whatever. I'm like, your life can change at any moment. You know, yeah. I fucking had it, um, had it happen at 2 in the morning and on a random fucking day. When that video popped off, like you said, like you worked your ass off from that moment. What did you do day to day? Because, you know, a lot of people would take that moment, you know, get a little high. Oh, I'm, I'm going viral in a sense. And then, boom, it's gone and they didn't capitalize on it. Like, what did you do to capitalize to maintain momentum to actually build a brand? I mean, it just kind of gained traction early fast. And I saw it and I was like, wow, this is something I'm very good at, I think, that I've always done that's had great amount of success in front of people. Like that I used to do my little stick to him. Like the internet's kind of recognizing it after it went viral and it started to get like, I went from like zero to like 10,000 followers relatively quickly and then 10 to 20 and then 20 to 40 and 40 to 80, like really quick. And I was like, fuck. And then I was just obsessive. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with just the process of the internet, how to just the way you can connect with everybody so quickly. I figured just a way to just six degrees of separation. Well, if I need to get to this person, I know this person, I know this person, I can connect this person to this person to get to that person. Like, that's why my reach is so dangerous. And like how I know so many people and whatnot, I'm just very smart about, I knew I would need people. I knew I would need relationships. I knew I would need to be respected by high profile guys because I have such a controversial product to be able to appear to brands and stuff that I'm a kind of safe play while pushing the edge at the same time. So by maintaining and balancing all that, that's what was going through my head, but yeah. Very cool. So when it comes to uh, the podcast, Ripper Magoo podcast, fucking love the show. When did Appreciate you start and why? I've had a podcast for two years. It's something I'm passionate about. So what inspired you to start the show? Uh, I was actually sitting with Kevin Conley and uh, I had thought about Kevin Conley was a producer in Action Park Media. It was a studio that backed it for the first, I think, 32 episodes or something like that or whatever it is. Um, we just met a goal, which is the bar he owns in Los Angeles. We started talking about it. He had a studio set up. We figured out a rev share split. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's how it happened. And then I just went in and when I put my mind to something, I was like, all right, I have a podcast show. I got to show up. So I called in some big players early to try and help me get it going. We had Gary V, Shaq, John Voigt, uh, Christian McCaffrey, we've had tons of people on there. And, uh, yeah, I just 
decided to do it. You know, I, I was a little fearful in the beginning, you know, but I think as this stuff happens and goes and goes, you get more confident, your confidence starts building, you know, the hardest part of doing anything is starting, you know, but once you start something and you just kind of face your fears head on, then, you know, nothing, anything can really fucking happen. That's so dope. Well, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you said 28 years old, moved back to Boston. That was a negative turning point in your life. And I want you to, you know, speak to someone that may be listening today that's going through that shit right now, right? Whether they moved back home after something failed or something just happened, they, their job, right? The economy is crazy right now. Unemployment's rising. What do you tell someone that's going through their shit right now? Because obviously you had this moment that really, you know, changed the trajectory of your life that you weren't expecting it. But, you know, you said, like you said, 20 years old, had a massive pivot. What do you tell to that person that's going through it right now? It's the best advice my dad ever gave me. Just do the next best thing that you can. You know, you're going to be in a hole or you're going to, you're in a hole. If you're asking me that question or you're down and out or whatever, it's just like, all right, try and say, all right, stop for a second and say, what's the next best thing I can do for my life? Whether it be going to the fucking fridge and getting a fucking carrot to eat healthy, you know, or like whether it be, you know, just what's the next best thing I can do to get back on path again i think most important thing is a routine you know waking up every morning you know in the earlier stages when i was building this up i was up every day at 5 a.m you know i didn't care if i went to bed at 2 a.m the night before i didn't care if i went i forced myself to be up at five you know i, I was an early riser i always get nervous that somebody else because i live in, in la so my mentality is like fuck it's eight o'clock in la it's fucking 11 o'clock in new york they got three hour head start on me yeah. These fuckers in New York, you know, that's how competitive my spirits are. So I want to be up and ready to go. That's why I hate sleeping. I okay. fucking hate sleeping. It's important. You got to get it, but I fucking hate it because I, I need, I, I like being awake. I like, you know, I, I love what I do. So, yeah. you know, I just think waking up early, hitting the ground running. Don't be afraid to talk to people and ask advice, pick their brains and just meet as many people as you can and uh, just do the next best thing, I guess. I love it. When um, I'm curious, when did you, Move back to LA after moving back to Boston. Like, what what caused you to go back? Move back to LA. Uh, you know, there were some agents and stuff, managers and stuff. They were like, "Hey, you should be out here." And I was like, "Yeah, I probably should be out in LA." You know, I'm in Boston at my parents' house again. Let's try and get a little money, get together from some little tiny deals that I was doing back in the day to be able to afford to come back here and and just made the move back. Very cool. I hear Aaron. I hear Aaron coming in. My uh, guy. He's fucking. Oh, trying, to play, trying to play Fortnite in here. He's, he's addicted. <laughs> no worries. I got like two more questions. No, you're when, good. when it comes to your uh, content strategy, you're putting out a lot of content. How, does, how do you maintain putting out so much content? What's your strategy for maybe someone out there that's looking to build a brand and actually put out content on a reasonable level? That I can't really help with. I just have a weird... I mean, there's engagement times and stuff that I guess are important. I don't really give a fuck. I just throw out stuff whenever the fuck I want. I mean, you'll see me post some of the dumbest shit at like two in the morning and like not even think about it. And then five minutes later, delete the fucking thing. Or you have me post something at, you know, totally off brand of what I'm trying to do, you know? And, and, uh, so yeah, I really, I don't know. I mean, just, I am always with the mentality. Like, I feel like I want to post something. I'm going to fucking post something. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I have no strategy. Got it. When it comes to, you know, working with different people, I know, I don't know if you can talk about it, but the thing that will happen with the PGA, how I saw a bunch of articles come out. Are you allowed to touch on that about what happened there or what was it? Yeah, they, they didn't want Peter and I to commentate on the golf uh, clips anymore. So they kind of <laughs> tried to give us the boot. So okay. we, uh, we're trying to get back in with the PGA. I think if there's any time, the time is now because the PGA Tour is desperate for content like every other sports media uh, company or whatnot and uh or league um so i think it'd be a good time for us to kind of work with the pga we're always hopeful that 
we'll get a chance. You know, I think the Tiger Phil match is coming up with Brady and Manning. Uh, that was just announced this week. So I don't know. Maybe we'll sneak our way in there. You never know. Yeah. When you were in Boston growing up, what was some of your goals in life? To do exactly what I was doing. To have people recognize me for, yeah, I think it was like, in my, you know, it's obviously have people recognize me for like, you know, the talent that I'm doing and being able to like bring to, you know, I really, I enjoy helping people. I really do. I enjoy people helping people. And I think that what's cool about what we have right now with the trivia show going on is, you know, I have a platform where I'm able to kind of give back to people, you know, and that's what we're doing with this, with this show with me and Aaron. And uh, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, but. No, for sure it does because it's, it's i'm looking at it more so like for a young person out there that is confused or you know has that thing for them social media being your pivot point to opening up this new this new career like what do you recommend for young people that have a passion for something but are lost and confused but don't know what to do with it i don't know i i, I mean like i said i think i'll just go back to the original thing i said as far as every day you know, every day waking up early morning, trying to fucking hit the ground running, you're going to make mistakes, but what's the next best thing you can do? And, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who's been one of your uh, favorite guests on the podcast? I think McCaffrey, cause I got to, Christian McCaffrey, the running back for the Panthers. Cause I got to, or Shaq was great too. Okay. Uh, they were all great, but Shaq and uh, Christian Shaq, because we bust each other's balls and McCaffrey, yeah. because, uh, I'm about to beat him for a 60 day, no drinking bet. And I got to stare him in the eyes and let him know I'm coming for him. <laughs> 60, no, 60 day, no drinking bet. Who set that up? I did. I was like, all right, well, I went to Miami. I went to a different bunch of different places. I was like, I'm drinking a little too much. I'm like, I should stop drinking. I'm like, yeah, but let's build enough incentive where I can actually really want to stop drinking. So I called up all these powerhouse guys and said, Hey, I'm trying to make this 60 day, no drinking bet. Uh, you think I can make 60 days? Everybody's like, fuck, no, fuck, no, fuck, no. I'm like, yeah, I failed last time. Like, I set them up. I baited them all into doing it because I knew <laughs> I could do it. So I set up the deal with Ruben, and I set up the deal with McCaffrey and uh, had some other side action games going on, too, as well with that. So, But I'm looking good. I got nine more days to go. If I crack now, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> love it, love it. Last thing that I really want to touch on is, you know, you talked at the beginning the importance of high-quality people and surrounding yourself with, you know, the power players like Michael Rubin and all these different guys. When did you realize you had to do that? And what would you say is the importance of having those high quality people in your life for people, you know, for someone that's out there, like that has no connection, that has no high quality people in their network. What's been the power of that for you? Um, sorry, I got a FaceTime in there. Uh, you there? Yep. I'm here. I mean, first of all, I was a massive psycho when it came to like DMing people, you know, cause it started with me. I, I had a couple of athletes like follow me in the beginning. And then I was like, oh, this is cool. I had one athlete follow me. I have one. Like, if you get, like, one verified person to – oh, stop calling me. Sorry. If you get, like, one verified cool athlete to follow you, what I would do is I hit that athlete up. I was like, yo, can you show my videos to so-and-so, to so-and-so, to so-and-so, to so-and-so. And yep. then six athletes. And then I went to those six athletes and, you know, or people that I knew I would need that actually was the – you know, because I was doing NBA clubs, NFL clubs. I wanted the players to be able to see what I was doing and whatnot. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just – kind of psychotically dm'd a few of them and bother the fuck out of them until hopefully i can get what i want <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense i'm curious because i know i've been consistent as hell just reaching out to you to to get you on the podcast what what was, what, what was your reason for taking the time to do it today <laughs> uh i i don't know i have no fucking idea i mean obviously quarantine helps with nothing to fucking do in the day but uh <laughs> You know, I think that yeah, I like persistent people. Like, I mean, if there's somebody that hits me up like a hundred times a DM, I'm going to fucking see it. And as much as I want to be like, fuck, it's like, hey, that was me. 
you know, when I was building my shit up. So I respect that. So I try and as much as I can get back to people and do kind of shit like this for people that are trying to build up uh, from the ground up. Yeah. Love it. Appreciate it. Last thing to wrap it up, Jess, what are you looking forward to in 2020 and moving forward with, you know, the NBA getting canceled and all these things happening in sports, quarantine, Corona, what's your thoughts moving forward into the, you know, the seasons to come? I think it's a really interesting time now. You see the streaming world is fucking exploding with all different shit because they have to figure out NASCAR as a virtual racing. I'm just concerned to see what the gambling world does involving all this leaks shutting down and everything, you know, with all this sports betting being legalized across the U.S. and everything. So um, 2020 has been a disaster so far. I mean, it's been <laughs> awful. So I think it's only up from here. Uh, I don't know how long this quarantine thing will last. I'm assuming it'll probably be just beginning of June, but I'm just assuming like everybody else, nobody really knows, I guess. Um, I'm looking forward to get out of this fucking quarantine and get back to work and get back to just going to play some golf, having fun and going on some trips and trying to, you know, just keep grinding to build this kind of thing into what I want it to be kind of big digital media company. So love it. I mean, that being said, Bob, where's the best place for people to follow you with everything you got going on? Uh, just my name, Bob Mentory. That's everywhere. If you just put in Bob Mentory Instagram, I guess I do that TikTok thing now. I don't <laughs> know how to work it yet. Okay. And then face, Facebook, Twitter, all the rest. Just my name. Very Plain and simple. Cool. Definitely appreciate you taking the time today, man. I know that quarantine, uh, you know, helped make this happen. So I definitely appreciate you taking the time to, you know, spread the word for what you're doing, man. Your story is inspirational and I definitely appreciate it. I love that. Well, let me know where I need to plug this for you. Look at it and uh, I'll try and see what I can do. 100% man. Thanks so much for coming on. All right, bro. Peace. I got to run too. Take care. Yeah.